Is there a reason? <laughs> is that just for if you're warm or cold? Uh, yeah, I'm getting cold. I'm going to put a sweater on top of this. Okay. I was going to say, you don't have to get dressed up for the podcast. Like, they can't no, see us, Peter. No, I don't know if you know that. But <laughs> it's a it's a uh, audio medium, not a visual medium. <laughs> you're going to show up in a tuxedo next time? Yeah, I'm going to put on my suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Suit coat Fridays. I wonder if you could have, like, pajama Friday instead of suit coat Fridays or something. I don't know. A lot mm-hmm. of girls have wanted to call it Fancy Friday because oh, okay. then they can like get in on it without having to wear a suit coat. But um, I've I've pushed back about that. Just not very hard. But anyway, mm. yeah, I just it sounds too girly for me. So why do you hate women's rights? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know right now. No, I'm kidding. I always say that you like uh, hate women, but I know you don't hate women. <laughs> the truth is, you love women. Officially okay. Present now. You had to. Uh, you had to dip into the kitchen. So. Uh, yeah. You, this is kind of weird, isn't it? Because like we're not. Oh, because we get to look at each other now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to see you, so I didn't know what you looked like this whole time. So with our microphones, uh, now we have two microphones facing each other. Right. All we need now is a camera right there, and then we can be Joey Joey Rogan. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is like a meta podcast now. What's a meta podcast? Just like meta when you're like analyzing the medium. Oh. Okay. In, within the medium. Okay. Like meta theater is like analyzing elements of theater theatrical elements within a play wow okay i didn't know if you were referring to meta as in like facebook because facebook is now meta oh no i didn't know that oh yeah um i knew that was the name of the company that makes the messenger software but that's all i knew okay um yeah it's also uh the company that we partner with anchor i think that now they just call themselves spotify for podcasters so they oh. I think they changed their name. I think it's different. They did a, a different like even the it's just called podcasters now. So like it it looks oh. a little different. It hasn't changed that much, but yeah, that's what the name is. It's just podcasters. You might have to grab a Pepsi. Yeah. Ten forty four at night. Okay. Yeah. Well, you look like you're about to pass out at all times <laughs> when I see you. So um I'm Alexander. I'm and- Peter. And welcome back to This American Life, brought to you by NPR. Uh, (laughs) And American Public Media. That's true. Brought to you by viewers just like you. Wasn't that PBS? Oh, yeah. Yeah, on the TV, PBS. What do they say for NPR? Is it like... uh, I can't remember. I haven't listened to it in a while. Okay. Honestly. Probably. You probably shouldn't be listening to NPR. It's one of our competitors. Yeah. So I don't think you should ever listen to them. I usually would listen to it when I was commuting to work, but since that isn't a thing anymore, yeah. that's why I don't listen to it anymore, really. Hmm. Unless I'm really sleepy, then I need like talk radio to keep me awake Okay, when yeah. I'm driving. Yeah. Well, why aren't you listening to reruns of the podcast? That's why I want to <laughs> I do listen to those occasionally, yeah. but just, that needs to be just about one time yeah. per episode. That needs to be listened to all the time. Not so reruns. Every really. day you should be listening to it. Every day listening to everyday, everyday ignorance. ignorance. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is Everyday Ignorance, the podcast where ignorance is unacceptable. You might notice that the sound quality has gotten a little bit better. That's because we now have two microphones, and that is awesome because we don't have to sit really close with our knees touching anymore, Peter. Right. So It's kind of like an awkward setup. Yeah, it was awkward. Well, we Even have though to... we're friends, like it was yeah. still like not that yeah. convenient yeah. slash uh, what's the word? Um, 
conducive to like comfortability to comfort conducive to comfort there we go conducive comfort well it uh, it got really weird when you kept wanting to sit on my lap halfway through the show i'm like peter you can't yeah i know peter you look like you weigh like 40 pounds but aren't we the same weight yeah we're around the same weight yeah it's it's not good i know that's why i always talk about your death because i don't know if we're gonna lose you this year or not it's only 2023 I can't. I can't lose you, Peter. I can't. Okay. We need to have one of those defibrillators so we can put it in here. And so if you ever start having a heart attack during the show, I can, like, and just, like, wake you up. Yeah, I hope I'm not that close to death. I hope not. We'll see, I guess. Somebody told me that uh, one of the hospitals around here is actually doing, like, heart screening. Okay. So, and it's, like, 25 bucks. Okay. I think. Or 20 bucks, and then for 35 bucks, you can do like a whole vascular screening. <laughs> Don't fall asleep. I'm looking at your eyes, and you're just, you're just like popping your little eyes open. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you got to have your auto pap on. You got to put your auto pap on. For oh, yeah, time. that would sound, that would be great for our song quality. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll run it while we're doing this. So yeah. that way you can just, you know, you're in the matrix. You're just, you're plugged right. in. Right. Um, how was your week this week? Um, Wait, what do you mean this week? Like, since well, I guess since we did days? our, I guess, well, since we did our last podcast, which was it's almost been like two weeks. Two or more weeks. Yeah. 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 Um, ooh been up and down like normal okay um actually i was thinking about that when about how you would ask me that question before Mm. the podcast and then when i thought about the fact that it's been up and down reminded me of this 10th grade math project we had to do on biorhythms which it was really weird because we had to journal about our days and Mm. how they were going and then it turned out that like when you graph that and like rate it and mm-hmm. put it on a graph as far as good and bad, like good being high, bad being low. Yeah. It ends up making a sine wave. And it's just really creepy and weird. But anyway, I don't know. I think my biorhythms <laughs> okay. are like currently on the, on the upswing. Okay. Um, but they've been down this week. Is this Radio Lab? Are we doing that right now? Today on Radio Lab. I'm Jed Abumrad. Or whatever. <laughs> what is his name? Jed Abumrad, I think. I'm, I'm Jed Abumrad. And we're talking about biorhythms. Biorhythms. <laughs> and how it how it uh, changes your body. Yeah. Um, uh, it it's been okay though. I mean, uh, I know that. Um, tell everybody everything. No, I I tell won't. The but I know it's, it's been kind of challenging at work, and then yeah. Uh, you've been helping me out with yeah. some stuff, and then how's your week been though? So ever um, since we last recorded, it's been awful because I've been living here for the past <laughs> few weeks. So no, it hasn't been that bad, but it has been bad with my apartment. Yeah, because um, I had the the heater is stuck on full blast in my right. apartment, and um, I haven't seen. I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast. I think I did about the ants because I had invasive pavement ants. Yeah, um, you may have. Yeah. I haven't seen any more ants. I think I got all those. I That's have. Good. That is good. Yeah. Um, I have uh, been cracking a window and running a fan, but it's so mm. cold in North Dakota that it actually keeps the room like probably like sixty degrees, fifty five degrees. It actually keeps it perfect. Mm. So, um, besides that, I mean, just doing Uber. You know, it's been nice. Uh, it's also been nice not having to go to work like every day. I mean, unless I absolutely have to, obviously 
I could probably work a lot more, but today, you know, like the wind was blowing pretty hard. There were, I noticed that on the interstate when I was driving, uh, there was like snow patches and stuff, which is mm. not good. So people were actually having to slow down in the on the interstate because of like how bad it was. Mm. So uh, it's been up and down for me, um, just dealing with that. And then I finally read this entire book. So MBS. Good work. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many pages? The weird thing is it wasn't that many pages, like, compared okay. to the Rudolf Holst book. Uh, so it was very dense. It was very dense. It was 280 pages uh, okay. of, like, actual reading. And uh, it was a lot. And I I don't know if I'll ever want to read anything ever again about Saudi Arabia. But mm. it was so much that I, I mean... Dude, I don't know if I could do it again. Like, I don't mm. know why. It's like, if I don't feel motivated to talk about something, then mm. I struggle to read it. I don't know if you've ever been like that. Um, I think so, yeah. Like, I would try to do all of my reading in college, but about my junior year, mm. I realized it wasn't possible to get it all done. So I would kind of skim things at the last minute sometimes. Hmm. You could have been a podcast host at that point, so yeah. that's that's how I live my life. But yeah, uh, yeah, because I didn't do a full write up like I usually do on this right? book. Well, because it was like 180 pages to cover, and right. I guess it's it's tough because it takes a fair amount of work to mm-hmm. do that stuff. Um, yeah. It really does, and you have to like sit down and basically do a book report. Yeah. And that I was not feeling it today because I yeah. I had seven tacos I think already from Acapulco, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> yeah, and um, for some reason I was reading about the chupacabra. This is kind of a oh. side. This is not about. You can tell how much I want to talk about this. But uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of the, the chupacabra? Um, I've. I kind of have, like, kids in Chile would talk about it, um, and I don't really know what it is. Isn't it kind of, like, akin to the boogeyman? Um, The Chupacabra was, I mean, it is, I guess, I mean, I don't know if it's real, but it's, like, this creature that, um, it could be, like, the boogeyman, but... Mm -hmm. Not really. It's kind of like a wild creature. Yeah, because it literally means sucks goats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he's doing to those goats, but... Yeah, yeah. sucking the life out of them or the blood. Yeah, we had to clarify that. Um, But goats need love too, Peter. All right, we got to remember that. Uh, (laughs) That's why they're always so angry. That's why they're headbutting everybody. They're horny. Yeah, and eating tin cans and stuff. They eat tin cans? They can eat a lot of weird stuff. They can't eat that, though. I don't know about that. Okay. That might be that might be an embellishment from reading Rainbow, guys. Okay. Um, that was a good show. Yeah, but, I love that show. Uh, no, I, I remember as a child, because uh, I was living in Corpus Christi, Texas, hmm. and there's this... You remember that show, Unsolved Mysteries? Oh, yeah. yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, I'm Robert Steck. And he'd always... I mean, he's dead now, but he, this guy would come on, in case anybody's never heard of this, I'm pretty sure if you're in Kuwait, you've never seen Unsolved Mysteries, but uh, there was a guy, he would come on, and he'd wear a trench coat, usually, mm. and the music was so creepy. I don't know. Yeah. If you, do you remember the music? That show was way creepier than oh, Rescue yeah. 911, even though Rescue yeah. 911 did have one creepy episode in particular. Dude, it. I watched Unsolved Mysteries like four years ago, and I mm. thought, this won't be as bad as I remember. I watched it as, I guess it would be like a 20, 
28-year-old man, and I was creeped out. It's like a horror show. I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. That show is really scary for, yeah. like, daytime TV. Because he's like, tonight... prime time. Yeah. Yeah, prime time. Yeah, tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. And it was always the worst things that could happen to you or your family. Like, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Like getting murdered in your own driveway. Yeah, yeah. Because you're woman. confronting a guy who's exposing himself. A young woman in Minnesota was killed. And now we're looking for the killer. And he'd always talk about that. And he's like, mm. a tiny boy eaten by a bear. And it's... <laughs> he'd walk on the screen and it's... and But I remember like, it was, it was like a village in Mexico where goats are dying. Or whatever. And he'd... And he... You know, <coughs> cut to me. Because I remember standing there and watching it. And it was like probably like five or six in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know my mom and my dad and I think my brother were there. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it was right about the time the sun starts to go down. Sure. And uh, we lived in a mobile home and there was cornfields uh, kind of nearby. Like there's this mobile home park where there was cornfields to the, I want to say to the north and south of us. Mm-hmm. But uh, at night... You could hear the coyotes, you know. So it was creepy already. When you're like, I was like ten, nine years old, and and then he's just like, you know, and you never know where the chupacabra could strike next. <laughs> It'll probably come in your bedroom tonight and kill you, Alexander. Sleep tight. I'm Robert Stack from your nightmares. Yeah, and he, but it felt like it was gonna kill me that night. Like I was watching it and. I could show you a clip of the show, but there's, like, a mm. clip. And now it looks so stupid. It looks like a dude wearing a costume, and they put some, like, red eyes on the front, and they're like... Oh, boy. It's Tupacabra. You know, and they're, like, interview these people, and they're like, It's Tupacabra, it's my cabrito. You know, and there's, like, these <laughs> there's like these dead goats on the ground. <clears throat> and I th- th- there was, like, real footage of the dead goats. Oh, okay. So it is real. Something was killing them, and it was, like, sucking their blood. I don't know what was doing. Yeah, so sleep tight. <laughs> don't worry, Chupacabra's not going to come in here. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's a co- colleague of mine who has a lot of baby goats. I hope yeah. they're okay tonight. I, <laughs> if you want to lift up those baby goats in prayer... <laughs> So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm sure they're gonna be fine. <laughs> you gotta watch out for the kids. We're pretty, they're pretty far north yeah. of the border. Well, that was the thing. Is like Chupacabra. Um, I was watching the clip, and it's like some guys driving around at night, and because they interview like the, I think they interview the real people. I'm not sure if they're actors, but some of them I know they'd be actors. Sometimes they'd be real right. people. But they'd interview him, and he's like, I saw a Chupacabra in front of my car. And he walks out into the street, and he was real. He's a true vicar. He's going to kill you. He's going to kill our goats. He's going to kill everyone out here. No more birria for yeah. you. Yeah. Could you hand me another modelo? It's special. Uh, but now he... Uh, and then, like, that was it. And, and I just remember, like, thinking, like... This is terrifying. Like this, this weird monster. Yeah. I don't know what was killing those goats. Because right. Chupacabra, it started in the nineties. Really? Yeah. And then I it, thought it was a lot older legend yeah. than that or mystery. No, that's the weird thing. Oh. And then it turned into like UFOs, and then it turned into like there's more than one. I don't know what's going on. It would be a good topic to cover. Yeah. Uh, about. Uh, Chupacabra, but yeah, Robert Stack terrified me as a child. I just want mm. to, I just want the ghost of Robert Stack to know that. 
Okay. <laughs> if you if you watch a clip of that show, you'll see how scary it was. Because you kind of remember. How old were you when that show was on? Like, 95? Um, but between, you were a teenager. Right? I was um, 10 to 15. Okay. Range. Well, you had to be a little bit older than me. You'd be... Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you 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 still remember any of it? Um, was that the show where the host... I don't remember if it's the same show, so that's what I'm yeah. asking. Was that the show where the host had a son named Adam who was abducted? No. Oh. Uh, that's different. That's Adam Walsh. That's, uh... Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... That's like Wanted in America. America's Most Wanted. Yeah, America's Most yeah, Wanted. Yeah, yeah, Wanted in America is the... But I've seen Unsolved Mysteries, too. Yeah. yeah. I saw both of them, and I saw Rescue 911 as a kid. Rescue 911? I remember Rescue 911. Yeah, that was not... That, no, was, no, okay. but uh, as you can see, I really don't want to talk about this. We've been talking about the Chupacabra for 17 minutes. <laughs> 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 Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. All right, so uh, I read the book, and I will say it's a lot to deal with. Mm. Um, so we kind of, I, I don't quite remember where we left off, but I, I wrote some bullet points <laughs> I wrote bullet points to try to remember everything, and I know you don't have this in front of you, so it's weird because you're just watching me talk. That's okay. Uh, but if you ever want to jump in, yeah. you're welcome to. Um, but we kind of left off right around the time where the Trump administration was coming into power. And mm. because of them coming into power, uh, believe it or not, there's some parallels between Jared Kushner and Mohammed bin Salman, being that they're both very novice, you know, the, in the book they're called like princelings. I think he calls them that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a real term. I think it is, but they're very novices, basically mm-hmm. what they're doing. Um, now to say that Kushner is as bad as MBS, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think Kushner's more of a weasel, but I think MBS mm-hmm. is kind of like a a dictator. He's he's very sneaky with the things mm-hmm. he does. Um, I'm just gonna yeah. drink this really quick here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to say something? Um, yeah, I feel like we left off somewhere around the Vision 2030 and then after that, and then about the futuristic mm. city being built in the desert. Neom. commented on that. Neom. N- okay. N-E-O-M, Neom. Okay. Um, well, so Kushner and MBS start getting closer. Um, Kushner's father, he went to prison for a short time because he got mm. involved with, I think, prostitution. Oh, uh, he was the heir, like... Jared was the heir to the powerful Kushner family. Okay. Um, they start talking more and more. Of course, uh, Kushner married, I believe it was Ivanka, so Trump's daughter. Yeah. So, I don't know, one of the people that Trump said he'd have sex with. Because, did you remember that? Remember when Trump said he'd, like, he'd have sex with his daughter? If no. He, if he wasn't married? <laughs> oh, my was. gosh. You don't remember that? No. Oh, man. That's I'm a, appalling. Yeah, no, I mean, I was really shocked, too. Uh, he said something, like, really creepy. Oh, my gosh, bro. Uh, let me see. Uh, I guess I shouldn't yeah. be surprised at this point. but A Wendy Williams show, 2013, during a question-answer game. Uh, Wendy Williams asked Ivanka, what is the favorite thing you have in common with your father? And then she said either real estate or golf. But then Trump said, "Well, I was going to say sex, but I can't relate that to her." So, uh, okay. Um, Weird. And then two thousand four, he made some other questionable comments. Howard Stern asked Trump 
if he could. He was on Howard Stern's show. Howard Stern's kind of a douchebag. Right. Uh, but he asked, he just asked Trump if he would call Ivanka a piece of ass, and Trump agreed. Oh my gosh. Um, and then. How old was she then? I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, he was on The View in 2006 promoting The Apprentice. Uh, when asked what he would do if Ivanka was on the cover of Playboy, which I don't know why, I guess because his wife was, uh, Trump said it depended on what was inside the magazine and added, although she does have a very nice figure, I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I would be dating her. Oh my so, gosh. Bro. And who doesn't say that about their kids, right? Uh, <laughs> Isn't that creepy? It's so creepy. Jeez, I, just, he, I think he, I don't think he wants to have sex with his daughter. I think Donald Trump has little to no filter on what comes out of his mouth. Right. Yeah. I think he just says things as they pop into his brain and to him they sound good and to other people it's like dude what are you saying why would you even say that right. so no i don't think trump wants to ever have sex with his kids right um, no nor would he do that yeah but i don't it's think just like would. it's just like yeah the filter thing yeah why, he has no why would you say that yeah um so trump actually uh visits saudi arabia Okay. I, don't know, I don't know if we. Talk, I don't think we talked about that, right? Um, it rings a bell from from public radio from around that time. How dare you bring up our competitors? Okay, <laughs> don't ever talk about NPR ever again. It wasn't a podcast, bro. Oh, it was God. just the news. Get out! Just get out of your own, <laughs> get out of your own condo. You're, you're you're dead to me at this point. Uh, he he actually gets closer. So Donald Trump goes to Saudi Arabia. And there's this weird part in the book because the author, Ben Hubbard, I believe that's his name, mm-hmm. goes ahead and he, his visa, he, he did have free access the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then his visa all of a sudden gets basically like denied. And then all of a sudden it's getting approved, but it's approved for certain things, like one at a time. And wow. uh, one of these things is when Donald Trump is set to visit Saudi Arabia and he comes over. And he, it's the weirdest stuff like I ever read, I feel like, about Saudi Arabia because the author says that, and there's pictures of this, um, they tried to like America Saudi Arabia as much as possible. Oh, yeah, like Americanize it. Yeah, Americanize it. They had pictures of Trump and MBS like shaking hands and, you know, saying positive things, but they also were talking about how um, he is going to like work together to build the future and all that stuff. And then there's the weirdest... How those two would work together? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The weirdest thing that I remember reading about was that... <laughs> that there is a bunch of men driving Harley-Davidson's oh, in yeah. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and that was the weirdest, like, what? And, yeah, they were doing that. They had stock car racing shows. Mm-hmm. No alcohol. You know, right. there's no alcohol, which is weird, because in America, it's, like, so opposite of that. Like, right. you know, I just drank a beer on the podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my And, and I'm sure that there is plenty of, like, underground alcohol consumption in Muslim countries, mm-hmm. from my understanding, and, like, mm-hmm. even like nightclubs and stuff like that right i i don't know i could be making this up but i don't know what countries it is but it's something like that where it does it is still a thing is there underground alcohol consumption in saudi arabia write to us every day ignorance one at gmail.com also what's your favorite cocktail in saudi arabia just write to us and tell us that so why we want to know 
We want to yeah. make we want to make the MBS. There we go. We you should because you want to go into bartending. You're gonna be like, yeah. I, I call this the MBS, and it's <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but <laughs> it's gonna have bitters in it. That's oh, for sure. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah. It'll have a lot of bitterness. Yeah. Um, so he goes ahead. He visits that. Uh, they have American Saudi flags everywhere. Wow. Um, you know, this author is seeing all this weird stuff. Uh, Trump basically pushes that America and Saudi Arabia are going to work together really closely. Mm. And he, the flip side is the, of this mm-hmm. is that in a, a short amount of time after all that, um, MBS visits America. And oh, okay. strangely enough, like it's only like forty percent of Americans trust Saudi Arabia. Like most people here don't trust Saudi Arabia because I think they think that we get all of our oil. And if you ask the average American, and when I say average, I don't know where that would be, but I know the ones right. around here are like really conservative. Um, there's no middle ground in North Dakota usually. It's usually like you're mm. like super liberal or super conservative. Most people here are really conservative. Mm. Uh, you always get the same response as that. Well, why are we buying our oil from them dadgum Saudis? We could just pump it in right from here, boys. You know. And the thing is, is that we actually don't buy most of our oil from Saudi Arabia. We get mm. it from Canada. Right. Uh, Saudi Arabia actually does sell a lot of our oil to our enemies, basically uh, China and Russia. Mm. So that's how they make their money. Uh, it is weird. I think that we are buddy buddy with Saudi Arabia because we mm. need someone to keep the peace. <clears throat> sure. And we have protected them before um, mm. in different wars. But uh, so he comes over here to keep the peace in the Middle East. To keep the peace in the Middle East, yeah, okay. as best as we can. Right. Because I mean, we have, we all uh, we obviously have Israel. Uh, they're right. involved in that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump. There's actually a picture of Trump, and they they had these oh, like okay. posters where it had like airplanes and naval warships, and they said like this is how much it's gonna cost, and it looks kind of like something out of like a fifth grader, you know, would make for their project. But they they put, <laughs> I mean, it does kind of. It looks just like someone put a bunch of pictures on there, and uh, went ahead and said, okay, this is how much things are gonna cost. I mean, it's it's basically a, a rough mock up. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and so Trump is next to MBS, and MBS is kind of laughing. And then, um, I'll just take that back wow. real quick here. Yeah, um, okay. I was just going to read this quote. But Trump says, um, uh, well, they actually, they, they put those posters in the back. Okay. And Trump wanted them to come out, so he grabbed them and told people to bring them over. So he's, like, putting them in front of the cameras. Uh, Trump said, Saudi Arabia is a very wealthy nation, and they're going to give the United States some of that wealth. Hopefully. So, yeah. He's he's obviously mastered the art of the deal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, he was talking up his deal-making abilities during the yes. the um, campaign. Yeah. For the he, uh, I don't know why he goes ahead and does all this, but, I mean, that's the kind of guy Trump is. Like I said, right. you know, he kind of just... Does he, whatever he does whatever he doesn't really think before he acts. Right. Uh, he's that's what makes him so hard to read. Mm. And um, MBS, you know, I think the difference is is MBS does think before he acts, and right. he also doesn't talk nearly as much as Trump does. Trump no. is 
big on, you know, gotta clear the room or whatever he says, you know, he's, he's just gotta, I gotta tell everybody my statements, gotta tell my daughter, very attractive, very attractive, everybody. Like, he would be that guy. And it's like, right. dude, why would you say that? Whereas MBS, I think, would go to his counselors <clears throat> and ask them and say, okay, well, what do we do now? What do we do next? Mm-hmm. Um, Trump is uh, definitely not known for his diplomatic specialties. So... Mm. I don't think they bought very much from us, if anything. Uh, mm. He was trying to get them to spend like lots of money, like billions of dollars, and winds up not doing that. And and because Saudi Arabia, one thing I always wondered about that is like, yes, they're our ally, but why do they need to buy from America? I always wondered right. that. You know, because they have their own weaponry now. They do have some American stuff. Okay. Um, if you Google like Saudi Arabia warships, like you can see. Some of their ships look American. That's because they were built by American shipyards, and mm. that they slapped like a logo on there, and it was like Saudi Arabia. Basically, we have GMC and they have Chevy. <laughs> that's that's what that's what some of their stuff is. Did you okay. get that, Peter? Uh, no, I didn't quite follow that joke or or whatever that so, was. So yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> analogy G- is analogy. Um, yeah, uh, GMC is like the high quality brand. Okay. And then, I don't know if you know, but, like, you know, um, Chevy is actually the same thing as GMC, but right. it's, like, a step down. So that's kind of what we're giving them. We give them a step down, I think, in a lot okay. of our stuff. I got you. Excuse me. Any questions so far? <laughs> I mean, I feel like nope. I'm doing all the talking right now. No, it's it's good. <clears throat> um, I, I just, that seems to make sense, just a comment, that seems to make sense that Saudi Arabia didn't, go ahead and buy a whole bunch of stuff from us because I don't remember hearing about that. Not that you would necessarily, that it would be highly publicized in America, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't didn't ring a bell of that really materializing. So Yeah, and it didn't. Um, yeah. It didn't really materialize. But it's weird that Trump kind of pushed like that, that mindset of like... Um, you were gonna be best friends, and yeah. this guy—it's it, that's the thing with him—is like Trump. I don't think he realizes how dangerous this guy really is. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman is not somebody that you should be trusting. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few quotes I just read here. So you are more than the crown prince now, Mr. Trump said to him over lunch in the cabinet room. Uh, the relationship is probably the strongest it's ever been. Uh, we. <laughs> We understand each other. Saudi Arabia is a very wealthy nation, and I think I mentioned that before, and they're going to give the United States some of that wealth, hopefully in the form of jobs, in the form of purchase of the finest military equipment anywhere in the world. Okay. Um, so he tried to sell them $12.5 uh, billion worth of stuff. Yeah. And it, I don't think they bought like anything from us. So well, it, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, switch back to my notes here. So, sure. uh, the book. The weird thing about this book is it, he he does a great job at telling major events, but mm-hmm. one of the things he does also do is he kind of flips around. That's why it's so hard to read this book. Um, mm. He so shortly after this, um, the prime minister of Lebanon. His I don't know if I'm gonna say this right. It's Saad Hariri. Okay. Uh, is summoned after visiting a brand new, I think it's like airport or airstrip 
summoned to Saudi Arabia to meet with MBS. Ooh. And this is the thing. This is why I say don't trust this person. Because yeah. <laughs> he goes ahead and basically is kidnapped. He's oh basically held hostage. That would be like if someone held Joe Biden hostage. Right. Which I say, good luck. All right, because we can't even make sure Joe Biden walks down the stairs of the uh, aircraft properly or walks back up. Uh, he keeps falling on Air Force One. But oh. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, no. Joe Biden is one trip away from us getting the first female president. <laughs> he just keeps falling, dude. But um, he is held in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Uh, they rough him up a little. They don't hurt him necessarily, but they definitely are kind of rude. Okay. And um, they give him a statement, and they say, you have to read this in front of uh, this camera. Wow. And it's like it's like basically saying, "Hey, I was wrong about everything, and also I'm gonna step down as prime minister <laughs> of Lebanon." And I remember, like in the book, like the Lebanese, you know, they're saying, "Like we have reason to believe that the prime minister's been kidnapped, basically." And oh it's gosh. just ridiculous. I don't. That's the thing. Like I don't know where MBS got the idea that that was a good plan because I don't think his father would have approved of that. Mm. You know, his father is super. His father's really old. And mm-hmm. his father is basically not... I don't think his dad is there all the way, like mentally. Right. Um, I think not that MBS is basically running the whole kingdom. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, Prime Minister of Lebanon gets kidnapped. Uh, people are looking for him. Other countries get involved. Even Israel's getting involved. All these other countries. Mm. Um, eventually, he's released, actually. And that's after the Lebanese are saying, hey, like this doesn't seem right. How he was kidnapped, and then he wants to step down as uh, prime minister. I mean, wouldn't that be like an act of war? I feel like if you tried to do that with Joe Biden, like that would not work out very well. No, you would have major firepower coming after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Navy SEALs would probably be knocking the door down within like the next three hours. Like it would be yeah. be that fast. It would be like really quick. I mean, I can't imagine. Let's say like the Chinese somehow captured <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, it would just be so stupid. It would be like the the worst decision you could make. But right. this was his idea, I think. Not his dad's idea. I think it was his idea to go ahead and have diplomacy. And that's his way of diplomacy is like, if I can't get you to do what I want you to do, then I'm just going to kidnap you or I'm going to beat you. And then or lure just, you somewhere. Or lure you <laughs> yeah. somewhere uh, to get you to do what I want. Um, yeah. Shortly after that, so he's released. Um, shortly after that, uh, that's where hundreds of Saudi men, um, are also kidnapped basically, Uh. but they're kidnapped in a weird way because they're told like, Hey, you need to come in. Uh, you've been summoned, uh, all this stuff. It's never like, Hey, we're going to kidnap you. Right. Of course not. And, uh, they are taken to the Ritz Carlton. And that is where all of them wind up in that hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what that that's what happened. And then MBS says, "Well, it's because of anti-corruption charges, you know." And he makes this stuff up, and he just starts saying stuff like that, where it's, "Oh yeah, it's anti-corruption. Everything I'm doing is for a good purpose. Like you guys just got to trust me." And he gets people, <laughs> he gets people to go ahead and kind of go along with him. Uh, nobody dies, but wow, 
That's incredible. That is incredible considering like, yeah. how they're doing all this stuff. But nobody right. dies. And, I mean, he even kidnaps, like, one of the wealthiest people over there. Oh. Um, which I think I actually do have that in here. So, Prince Al-Walid bin Talal. And he was Saudi Arabia's most famous investor. And mm. one of its best-known personalities abroad. Mm. And um, he uh, he is kidnapped. For some, or basically, it's kidnapping when you when you take something. There's actually a picture of him in the Ritz Carlton, uh, and they were like, "See, like he's fine. Like nothing bad has happened to him." <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing about Mohammed bin Salman is he his diplomacy is you know we're just gonna beat it into you. Wow, just wow. Okay. Yeah, and it's kind of sad how that works. Yeah. Uh, he is let go. A lot of them, almost all of them, I would say, are let go. At this point, I think all of them are let go. Okay. Uh, but it takes you mean a while. Have been since have then? been let go. I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's okay. I just <clears throat> want to make sure. I um, who's running this podcast? All right. <laughs> you know, actually, I need to summon you back to my apartments. So, Peter, I need you to come in really quick. Just tie me up and leave me for the ants. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Or I, leave me to roast to death with I can't, your heat. I can't, I can't dictate what those ants do. Okay, they, but you can tie me up. You can tie me up and leave know. me to the carpenter ants. That's or pavement ants. Yeah. Pavement. Well, ants. now they're pissed because you called them the wrong name. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, during this time, that's where Jamal Khashoggi starts becoming a lot more critical of his administration. Uh, when MBS was talking about the Neom City thing, yeah, uh, that's where he first kind of meets Jamal Khashoggi, Khashoggi, and he tells him like, write whatever you want, write whatever you feel like, oh, and boy. this is you know he starts doing that, but this oh, is when goodness. things I'd say start to go a little south, yeah, uh, and he starts to get a lot more critical. So, so obviously Jamal Khashoggi starts writing more stories. He comes to the United States hmm. and he feels very lonely. Uh, he's kind of estranged from everybody and he hmm. kind of feels like he can't go back to Saudi Arabia at this point. Uh, shortly thereafter, there's this weird dude named Saud Al-Khatani and he tries to... He wants to become a hacker hmm. and he starts posting on all these forums and the government under MBS, of course it doesn't say, hey, we're the government... But the government under MDS wants to talk to him for some reason, and they're like, "Hey, like we want to, we really to like, the hacker guy, yeah, mm. like we like your body of work, and we'd like to see if maybe you like to be employed." It's kind of weird. It's almost reminds me of like Nazi Germany. Like you never know who's your friend, or if they're gonna like arrest you and kill you. Mm -hmm. um, Jamal Khashoggi, speaking of Nazi Germany, actually compares. Uh, Nazi Germany to Saudi Arabia because he says that the night where all those people got rounded up is kind of like I don't know if you remember that uh, what happened during Nazi Germany they called it the night of the long knives and it was a lot of the same thing it was like all these people got rounded up they were killed these people weren't killed but it just goes to show you how much power he has mm -hmm. so uh, Saud Al Qatani is actually hired by NBS's team and is basically like a hacker. And mm. he calls himself, or he's called the Lord of the Flies, because he goes ahead and pushes a lot of disinformation on Twitter. 
and Ooh. any platform. And he starts going after anybody who goes after MBS, anybody who goes after the kingdom. He goes after them online. And, mm. you know, he, he can use whatever he needs to, which we've seen this before uh, with Russia and the elections, which we know that they did do some collusion there, um, mm-hmm. the United States elections. Um, Sado Katani goes ahead, does all this. He also goes after Jamal Khashoggi. And mm, Jamal Khashoggi, sense. go ahead. That makes sense. Yeah, Jamal Khashoggi feels very boxed in. Yeah. Uh, there's somebody from the United States, and the name escapes me, but she goes ahead and pushes him to write about what he's feeling still, and he mm. does. He does. Uh, he still writes about it. They Those people still attack him. Uh, he He's scared. You know, he, he gets nervous. Obviously, I would be too. Um, <clears throat> especially since he occasionally will bounce from country to country. Like, he'll go, he went to, you know, England, he goes to the United States, but you never know with people like this, you know, because it, it's kind of weird. Like, I can't think of the last time or if it's ever happened where somebody's ever been, like, killed or kidnapped by foreign uh, services, whatever you want to call them, on American yeah. soil. I mean, I'm sure that's on happened. On American soil? Yeah. I'm sure oh, that yeah. may have happened. I'm not sure. But... I can't think of that. Like when yeah, because like even with Alex Alexei Navalny, he got poisoned, yeah. and it was like on a flight from Russia, right? And then like, and then he ends up in Germany, recovers, and then goes back to Russia. And then I don't know what happened to him after that. He got imprisoned immediately after returning. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't on American soil, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think they know not to mess with us, because the thing about. Um, America is that you never really know what we're going to do but you do know that we'll never forget like that's the one thing that scares even me about my own country is like with the extremes that we'll go to because we will go to any level like we will go way past MBS we'll go way past anybody like we killed I think Obama ordered uh, that was like a big deal Obama ordered that drone strike on an American citizen that had joined ISIS but Ooh. like that just goes to show you like we're going to find you if you attack our country. It's weird because we don't it, we don't treat domestic affairs quite the same way. You know, if you go ahead and you <clears throat> you shoot a police officer in the United States, some states are going to be a lot worse than others. Like Texas, I mean that's like you know Texas is freaking insane. But Texas, that's mm. like a death penalty thing basically. Sure. Um, here you're probably going to get life in prison. But if you you know, go ahead and you shoot up a cruise ship or you shoot and kill some people um, in a mall or something and you think you're safe, you're not safe from the United States because they're so big and they have so many ears everywhere and they communicate Mm. with all these different countries. So they're going to try to find you. You know, I would say that we're worse or we're about on the same level as like the Mossad, like with Israel's uh, CIA, basically, and their okay. special forces. Because okay. I mean, look at Osama bin Laden. How many years that went by? <laughs> he probably thought he was safe too. He was like, "Okay, they're not coming for me. I'm gonna be okay. Today's a good day," you know. And then all of a sudden, one night, you know, we we land choppers and Navy SEALs and dogs and all this stuff, and we go ahead and we kill him, like. We would not give up. The only way we would have given up is if he had turned himself in. 
So, mm-hmm. which at that point, you know, I mean, I don't think he thought that was ever going to happen. I don't think he ever thought he would be killed. Sure. So, um, anyway, though, what kind of beer are you drinking? Um, Let's this have a little is, bit of levity in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is um, the um, new new um, Belgium mm. Imperial IPA, Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, rather. Okay. It's got like about eight, between eight and nine ABV. So it's uh, kind of like a double double beer in one beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Are you going to drive me home after this? Um, well, since you're staying here, I guess we're in a good situation. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, it is weird, I uh, think about it, because a lot of those Muslim countries, I guess they can't drink alcohol, so we're talking about beer, and they're probably just like, I wonder what that tastes like. I can yeah. tell you, it tastes amazing. Okay. <laughs> you should get some. You should get some beer as soon as you possibly can, uh, wherever you're at. <laughs> this this podcast brought to you by Bud Light. <laughs> but if you're within the sound of my voice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can go ahead and get alcohol. Oh man. Um. So to kind of cut to the chase here, because you know there's so much that I covered mm-hmm. in this book. Yeah. Excuse me. Um. Jamal Khashoggi was lonely. He kept writing. And writing and writing more and more and more. Uh, obviously, this probably angered MBS, angered the Saudi Arabian officials. Um, there's nothing wrong with that for most people, but the problem is with him is that you know his wife divorced him because she felt threatened because they were threatening him basically. Yeah, um, that makes and, sense. Yeah, and because uh, that's what you should do is when your husband's having a rough time, leave him. <laughs> okay, that's if anything, experience has taught me many times is when things are going bad for your husband, just leave. Yeah, that's the way to treat it. Yeah, yeah, and make sure yeah. to kick him when he's down. Make sure to kick him when he's down. That's the only time you kick him is when he's down. Double down, because you're only gonna get to do it once. So just do it as good as you can. But yeah. live your life to the fullest. Love, <laughs> laugh, live. All of those. Um, yeah. But, uh, so she left him because I think she was feeling pressure. She was scared. I mean, I know we're joking about that, but we have no idea the kind of pressure she was under. They could have been saying to her, like, we're going to imprison your family uh, mm-hmm. back home. We're going to do this to you. We're going to do that to you. She right. leaves. She says, I, I can't handle this anymore. Mm-hmm. He goes ahead, and he meets this other woman, uh, Hatis Sintiz. I hope I'm saying this right. She's from Egypt. He talks to her. He gets to know her. I don't know if they were intimate. Probably were. Um, they kind of move on. And he meets another woman, Hanan al Atar, which I don't know if that's how you say it. But he starts okay. talking with her, and he gets married to her. And he and her spend a little bit of time together, and then he basically just bounces. He leaves. He's just like, okay, well, I got to go. And she's like, well, what happened? Is there another woman? And then he's like, no. And then he he goes and he says he's going to get married to this second woman that he met, the Egyptian woman, oh. uh, the Hatis Sintis. So yeah. going back. Yeah, going back. One. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But uh, he goes ahead and he winds up divorcing his second wife. Okay. He winds up wanting to get married. He does get married, actually, to his third wife, which is the 
um, Hatiz Sintiz. The Egyptian know. lady. Yeah. Okay. And that's when he goes ahead and winds up um, having to get a divorce document because they wouldn't grant him a marriage license in Istanbul, Turkey. He had to get a divorce document from the Saudi consulate. Ugh. <laughs> what? No, I just know what's happening, what's going to happen Divorce next. breaks up families. Let's just keep that in mind, okay? Yeah, and uh, breaks up your face, too. And that's true. That is true. It will do that. Yeah. Um, do you want to comment on any of this? Because you know this very well. Better than me, probably. Oh, and then, well, wasn't he, he lured to the Saudi consulate in, in Istanbul to get some sort of... To it was get a divorce that, document, That yeah. document, okay. Yeah, and then at that point... Based on like radio news reports covering the story mm-hmm. in America, um, he uh, like a bunch of he gets taken to this one place room in the consulate. Yeah, and then basically these guys like like at least five of them, if not more. Yeah beat him to death and like beat him to death with brass knuckles and like they don't they don't use guns or anything they use Mm -hmm. like blunt force and like basically beat him up to death and then there's evidently some audio recording of this hanging out somewhere that we can't find and then they dismember him um clean up all the blood um make it untraceable Mm -hmm carry him out in his bar, dismembered body in bags. Yeah. And then that's it. And then and then all these nations are blaming Saudi Arabia for it and they're of course probably still denying it to this day. But like it all these sources link it back to MBS. They do um that he went up into like a room and it was they basically said he says hey like I need a document. And they're like, well, we need to take you back to Saudi Arabia. And he's like, well, I'm not going to go to Saudi Arabia. And they say, well, you know, you don't have a choice anymore. And uh, that's when they beat him and they hurt him. And, I mean, the book, from what I've read, somebody supposedly put him in a chokehold. And basically, like, killed him. Because he said, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And then um, they... They were like, "Well, keep keep doing it. Like you could be heard somebody say, like keep holding him, press harder." Oh and my then, god! And he died. They killed this man. So, <clears throat> you know, say whatever you want about Jamal Khashoggi about um, his criticism of his, the Saudi government. Yeah, yeah, and and also like you know his whole deal with women. Um, yeah. But that, still, yeah, he didn't deserve that. You know, he didn't deserve to be killed. No, uh, you know that's the thing. Like that's what people. Don't I don't think they understand about MBS is that um, how dangerous he is, mm-hmm. um, and why this is so important for us to have a free press in America because mm. um, we need to have constant exposure of what's going on. We need to have the police need to have body cameras. The people that are in charge need to be on microphones they they, we need to pick up what they're saying because this is what happens when you can kind of get away with murder and yeah and that's basically what they were trying to do they're trying to get away with murder um there have been a few assassinations uh, seems like carried out in other countries 
I know there's one, I think, in the UK where, like, an Israeli hit team killed this guy who was, uh, like, a leader of a terrorist organization. Mm. Um, but, you know, Jamal Khashoggi was not the leader of a terrorist organization. He was writing articles. And right. He was he, just a dissident. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he was going ahead and um, he was criticizing Mohammed bin Salman. He was criticizing the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that, you know, I've even forgotten to talk about on this podcast about, like, the women uh, in the kingdom that they would be hit, they would be, you know, hurt. Um, they would be told, like, you know, get off the street, uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, you can't drive, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, of course, it said that they can. I, I'm kind of creeped out by that because it, it makes me wonder because, like, the young crowd says, like, well, you know, MBS is so good, he, he finally understands us. And it's almost like he's giving them... There's a term called... I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's called bread and circuses. Mm. Bread and circuses were a term that was used to describe like the Roman Empire. And okay. they said that they kept the populace uh, kind of dumbed down or okay. numb because they would give them bread and circuses. And okay. I think that's a common tactic with dictators is that what that's what they do they they go ahead they either beat people to death you know they kill them or they're soft at least it appears they're soft and they, they seem like they're good people but um you know they'll give little concessions here and there and they'll say like sure. oh look well, i allowed women to drive or right. now we can have movie theaters you know and now we can do this because that's what mbs pushed he pushed for movie theaters and all these new things um so, sure. uh, it's dangerous. Uh, right. That's why we need to have a free press. If if we were in Saudi Arabia, we could not do this podcast. Or if we did, we would we could possibly be killed or arrested. Right. Um, and when just to for as an editorial slash aside comment, mm-hmm. you mean circuses in the sense of the Roman circus, where people would be like basically put to death in the in the stadium. Via various means like wild animals, other stuff. Like um, that. Is that what you mean by circus? I I don't know about that. I mean, okay. I, I guess it would be kind of like basically their form of entertainment. Right. Um, okay. I don't think it was always like killing Christians. Okay. Uh, but there was a lot of that where it was to them that was entertaining. Sure. Uh, and that shows you, I think, actually how fast a populace can be not only dumbed down, but made to accept violence, made to accept killings. Uh, all kinds of horrible things. Uh, once you yeah. get the young people under your control, you can get a lot of things done that you want, especially if you're a dictator. And MBS, you know, that's the thing. In their country, um, their country is a monarchy. It's a king, a kingdom. Right. And that is... <laughs> I don't know why I waited until the end of the podcast to say this. I've been wanting to say this, like, for two weeks. I go... Sometimes I go on Reddit... And I will, uh, you know, I'll see videos, and there's, like, these people, and, uh, you know, like, there is a video on India, and in India, it's very tough to be a woman, Um, but there was, like, some Japanese woman, she was over there, and basically the men were, like, there's, like, a, supposed to be a celebration where, uh, you know, you can put colors, I guess, on other people, I don't know what it's called, I forgot, but Mm. basically it gives them an excuse to touch her sexually. Um, and she's basically being like groped, and, and I'm sure in some cases these women are being raped. 
Right. And, you know, people on Reddit, of course, Reddit's not really a good uh, <laughs> barometer for intelligence, but people on Reddit always freak out, and they're like, oh, my God, how can you allow this to happen? And I want to tell people, if you're listening to this in America, um, just know that our country is not like other countries. <laughs> so our country has so many rights that you don't really even think about until they're taken away from you. Mm-hmm. And I know that we freak out like, oh my God, they're taking away our right you know, to do whatever. But in other countries, they don't have nearly the amount of rights we have. Like they, mm-hmm. the cops in America... Um, you know, yes, they do bad things, but it's exposed. Whereas in other countries, mm-hmm. they can just do whatever they want, and they'll just be bribed and yeah. kept happy, and they'll they'll make people bribe bribe them to mm-hmm. keep them from getting killed, yeah, or whatever the case yeah. may be, just yeah. because they're gonna like disappear you if you speak yeah. up against them or whatever. Well, it's, I think it's people have this, this foolish idea that, well, everywhere else is like America, and that's not true at all. <laughs> you know, America's actually not the norm. We're, we're unusual. We're a, theoretically, we're supposed to be a first world country, even though we lack in healthcare and some infrastructure, and we certainly have a lot of corruption on our hands. But the only reason we yeah. even know about that corruption is because of the media, because podcasts like this, because of YouTube, because all these people are exposed. You know, you can talk about people like Pete Buttigieg. And say, well, he's not doing a good job. Or you can talk about, uh, I think it's Norfolk Southern is the one with the train derailment. Yeah. Uh, they're not doing a good job and the government's not holding them accountable. Whereas mm-hmm. if we were in Saudi Arabia, you know, if you say something about Pete Buttigieg and he's in Saudi Arabia, like you could have your door knocked down and right. literally pulled out of your bed and thrown mm-hmm. in a jail cell that night. You know, like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a different world. And people in America, we don't understand how good we have it and how nice it is. You know, you can. You can go and you can have Bible studies in the library. You can go and um, if you're, I don't advocate for this, but if you're a Satanist, you can go ahead and you can say, well, we need to have the Satanic Church uh, instead of the Ten Commandments. Try that in Iran and just see how far you'll go. <laughs> What's going to happen is your head's going to be in a pipe the next day. So do you need to do something? You're no, looking, no. You're looking around. You're like, he's not, MBS is not behind you. Okay, all right. <laughs> Peter's currently checking for secret agents. Um <laughs> They're not here right now. Um, tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, two podcasters disappeared. But uh, we just have it so freaking good in a lot of ways that a lot of people don't know about. Um, you know, we see Russia. Uh, I mean, I've seen China. video. China. Well, North, I've seen. I, I was going to say, well, I've oh, seen. Oh, sorry. I've seen video. Don't ever interrupt me again, Peter. Uh, <laughs> I've seen. <laughs> I've seen videos. Of, uh, like in Russia, um, young men that as soon as you say something about Putin or you say something against the war in Ukraine, like cops are like standing right there and they just grab them and take them away. And, uh, or just young men, like, you know, when I say young, it could be your age, could be my age. And you're just going ahead and you're walking around and, uh, they just grab you. And they just throw you on a bus, and they're like, "Okay, you're now going to fight in the Ukrainian war," you know. Oh and, my god! And it's it's like you don't have uh, the rights that we have in America, um, whereas a lot of that has stopped. You know, in America, we never had that, but I do know the British were doing that at one time back in mm. like the 1700s. It was called press gangs, and they would just okay. go on board naval ships 
In fact, they did try that a few times with American ships. They would go on board an American ship, and they would just take whatever they wanted, and then they'd say, well, we're taking the ship for the king, and also um, all these men that are here are now in the British Navy. Or whatever. Mm. We're, we're impressing them into the Navy. Or, or we're taking them for whatever purpose. And if you're a slave, that's great. But if you're not, <laughs> that's not so great. And so, <clears throat> you know, we've had to fight through these things in America where a lot of these countries don't have that. And um, I'm just, like, the more I've read about this book and the more I think about it, the more it makes me so happy that while America's not perfect, we're far from perfect, but mm-hmm. like we have so many things to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is not a Thanksgiving show. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Thanksgiving show, but we really do have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, do you want to say something? You look like you want to say something. Oh no! Why do you hate our country? No, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. God bless the USA. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring scripture into this. If you right want now. to, I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. No, just from give the, thanks in all circumstances. Okay. No, okay. not from the Quran. <laughs> I think it's First Thessalonians five something. Yeah. Give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, no, well, there you go. And the fact that you even have a Bible, you know, yeah. like, or was, mul- access to multiple versions yeah. of the Bible on my phone. We have access to that, you know, whereas like in China, right. we know that they don't allow that. <laughs> they don't allow a lot of stuff in those countries where uh, we have that. And this is just a, you know, one story that was brought to everybody's attention. But it, it kind of pisses me off that people in America freak out and they're like, oh my gosh, this shouldn't be happening. Because it's just like, you know, it shows how far removed the everyday American is from uh, how the world really works. Like, the world's not a nice place. And we already know that, but the world's really not nice sometimes when you get out of these borders. Like, and I don't mean Canada. I mean, go to, go to like, you know, because I don't know what they do in Canada. I think their guns are squirt guns. They're filled with maple syrup. You know, and they they just, they'll point them at you and they're like, all right, now freeze. And the guy's like, I think that they, they don't have money. I think they trade in pancakes and waffles. <laughs> so, yeah, and he's like, oh, no, foiled again, eh? And, uh, and they, like, squirt the syrup guns onto the pancakes. So, uh, yeah, that, that money you see occasionally circulating here is actually just the front. It's a front for the pancakes and maple syrup. It is big pancake. Big pancake propaganda. That's big cake right there. That's big cake propaganda. But no, it just, I think that, you know, even in the news recently, uh, what is it, like a week ago or a week or two ago, where those people got killed in Mexico? Uh, I don't know if you saw that. No, but it just sounds like a Mexican story to me. Mexican me. news story. Mexican news story. Well, there were four Americans, and two, oh, of, them, great. two of them didn't come back, and oh, two of them great. were killed. Oh. And um, and then I heard also there was more of them that uh, were just killed. And so it wow. just goes to show you, like, you know, unless you're going to a first world country, like, be very careful because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, don't violate the customs because right. uh, you don't really know, you know, and, and you don't want to wind up in a Chinese jail. You know, you don't want to wind up in a Mexican prison. Yeah, uh, or like that kid in the 90s who got flogged in in, in, um, <sighs> in Singapore because he was doing graffiti and stuff. I didn't remember that one. Yeah, it was. you were pretty young then. Okay. Anyway, we should the cover that in crazy a time, man. later episode. <laughs> the 90s were a crazy time. Yeah. They had Power Rangers and Wishbone on at the same time. 
uh, it was a and crazy blues clues. and blues clues. <laughs> Don't forget blues clues. Blues clues never forget. It's like nine eleven, but uh, but uh, oh man, maybe nine eleven is not a good topic for this show. <laughs> Talking about Saudi Arabia, yeah, uh, maybe not. but uh, anyway, though it just goes to show you like how bad it is. So yes, he was uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, he was killed. Uh, his body was dismembered, and oh. they put it in like trash bags, like plastic bags, and suitcases. Yeah, and then the suitcases were taken away in vehicles, and the Turkey, you know, the Turkish police force investigators, they wanted to go in the building, but they couldn't because it's the Saudi consulate, right? Which is crazy. Or I didn't know that part, but that yeah, makes sense. yeah, they really wanted to enter, and when they finally let them in, they're like, "Well, you can't go in these rooms, and you can't look down this well." They wouldn't let them near a well. They wouldn't let firefighters look in a well for oh some reason. Gosh, Who knows what they put bro. in that well? Um, and then they were like, well, can you move these vehicles? And they wouldn't move the vehicles either. So there's, there's things they were obviously hiding and they went ahead and they used bleach and they cleaned up everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> they went ahead and, uh, tried to hide everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, uh, you know, all these nations were putting pressure on Saudi Arabia and calling them out on it. Yeah. And then eventually... Eventually, MBS, I think, um, uh, accuses his own henchmen mm-hmm. of the crime, and then they get, like, sentenced to death or some crap like yeah. that. And then, like, it's, like, such a, such a, I don't know if the expression talking out both sides of your mouth yeah. is the right thing, but, like, it's just, like, such bull crap that, like, he would, like, blame his own henchmen for something that he ordered. Uh, this is actually from the book. It Ugh. says on October third. Makes me mad. Um, the day after Khashoggi was killed, the consul or staff returned to work, but none of them were allowed upstairs. The consul did not leave his residence all day, and smoke rose from the backyard of the consulate where men burned documents in a barrel. Oh, great! And that night and the next night, a team stayed inside until dawn, cleaning. On the third day, a consular worker took the van that had carried the five black suitcases from the consulate to the residence to a car wash. It was thoroughly cleaned inside and out. And then they had new teams of Saudis uh, arrived allegedly to investigate the crime. And then when they met their Turkish counterparts, they asked them for Khashoggi's phones. The Turkish people would not hand the phones over. Um, Excuse me. Uh, They, on the next morning, a cleaning crew showed up with journalists waiting outside, snapping photos of workers in white smocks, entering the consulate with mops, buckets, and what appears to be bleach. And then the finally, 13 days after the murder, the Turkish were allowed in. But they were allowed in by Saudi officials, and they didn't find anything. They spread luminol, a chemical that gives off a faint blue light when it reacts to blood. And on a carpet near the consul's office, they found what appears to be a path of drops in a curved line. Oh, my God, bro. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the luminol reacted less than expected in right. the facility where even Saudi Arabia would acknowledge that Khashoggi had been cut into pieces. Oh, my um, God. And then the next day, uh, uh, a sniffer dog drew them into a fridge, and they found a well, but the Saudis would bar them from search it. They inspected the, the consulate's cars, but they resisted, refusing to move the vehicles under cover when it rained. And then that evening, the consul left the country. Within a week, the Saudi technicians were gone, too. So, oh my God! So they cleaned up. Yeah, they cleaned up all that blood. They cleaned up everything. 
So, and they basically got away with it. Which is crazy when you think about it, because look how bad O.J. Simpson was, and he got away with it, too. Like So, yeah, yeah I don't know how that works, <clears throat> but... Um, he didn't get away with the civil case, though. We should no. we should analyze that. Somewhere. The O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah, not not he got away. He got off on the criminal case, but then Nicole Brown Simpson's family brought a civil case against him, which wow. evidently he didn't do it so well with that one. That's, well, <laughs> that's because you can't stop the juice, Peter. Okay, <laughs> you can't stop the juice. Uh, anyway, though. Um, so they basically got away with everything. Uh, they thought they did. Um, right. I know in the video footage, they also, because they had video footage of, the, of them leaving and stuff, they also went ahead and they had a guy that, they're trying to figure out, like, why is there this, like, kind of fatter guy uh, with him? And then they realized it was a body double. But the thing is oh they messed up on God. was the shoe color was different. So... <laughs> a body double of Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah, they were trying to pretend that he had left and stuff, but the shoe colors, they messed up on the shoes. The shoes weren't the same color. Oh, nice. And, uh, nice job, guys. Yeah. And um, so they, obviously, everybody knows, um, they they killed him. And uh, the United States investigated what with what we could, and we basically went ahead and say that we can't link for sure the hit team to MBS, but we do think that it was Mohammed bin Salman responsible. I mean, I don't think his father was. I don't think the king was. No. No, it was him. You know, everybody yeah. knows it's him. Right. Um, he goes ahead and he does all this stuff, and he gets to live his life. Uh, Jamal Khashoggi uh, doesn't get to live. and uh, Yeah, it's kind of like <clears throat> David and Uriah. For it's exactly those, like David and Uriah. Yeah. Old Testament yeah. scholars. I'm mm-hmm. sure uh, all our listeners will definitely get that Bible story, Peter. <laughs> That's very good. Thank you, Peter. That really, yeah, you zeroed it in. You dialed it in, Peter. Well, he just got off scot free. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. But, like, yeah. nothing happens to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, the end of the book is the guy is saying that. He's worried. You know, he's a little worried because he's like, I've written all these articles about the kingdom. He's like, am I going to be next? And <laughs> and and uh, obviously nothing ever happened to him, but he left Saudi Arabia. And he's like, it's really changed from when I got there. And then Oof. he starts realizing that a lot of the people he knew in Saudi Arabia start slowly cutting off contact with him. And they're like, it's just too dangerous and even one of his friends would send him messages that were set to delete within like six minutes. And then it went from six minutes to like three minutes. And then finally it's like 30 seconds. Like after you send it, it deletes because he's so scared. And he says like, wow, <clears throat> I basically, he basically says like, um, you know, I wish I could hang out with you. I wish we talked to you, but, um, I just can't because that's how dangerous it is now. And, oh my gosh. and that's the thing. Uh, that's the end of the book. Wow. So yeah, that's okay. it's it's kind of scary because, yeah. like I said, you know that's how dictators are. They're uh, they're mm-hmm. really wicked. They're evil. Um, they go ahead and they they make others live in fear mm-hmm. every day. So yeah, uh, any any thoughts? Um, do you, when do you want to go to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I just got this yeah, email. Yeah, it's on my bucket yeah. list. Well, good. I just got this email saying And then I'll that, kick the bucket that there. Yeah. 
I, uh, or I just, someone will kick my bucket. I just got this email saying that they would fly us there, all expenses paid, Peter. Oh, great. So, <laughs> yeah, if you want to just swing by tonight, even. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I feel like there's somewhat safety in numbers in the fact that like so many nations have condemned MBS yeah. or linked him to the Jamal Khashoggi yeah. murder, assassination, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, so like, they're probably not coming for us next, but you never really know. <laughs> well, you know, what's weird is I actually picked this topic because you had mentioned the history of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. And then I started reading this book. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is so much information. Sure. And I'm not very good at this. I I don't do this full time. I have a weird setup with my job. Uh, you don't, you're not really able to do too much with your job currently. Um, but I kind of, like, started... Like, when I was reading this book, I chose this book. There was a few books about Saudi Arabia, mm. but this one seemed really interesting. So, like, who the heck is MBS? I'd never heard of that person. Sure. And I met somebody recently, and I'm not going to talk too much about that experience, but I met somebody recently, and I asked them, and they're from Jordan, and I was like, well, you know, do you know who MBS is? And they're like, oh, yeah, everybody knows who MBS is. And mm. if you ask the average American, <laughs> right? <laughs> what's MBS? They're probably going to be thinking, like, oh, is that a news agency? MBS? Is that something <laughs> new? Like we don't we don't know <clears throat> we don't know about this stuff right um, so yeah it's it's uh it's kind of ridiculous he you know what he reminds me of he almost reminds me a lot of Saddam Hussein mm. uh, uh, like killing his own people killing his own people jailing his own people except he's kind of like right now he's kind of like in the lighter version Saddam light <laughs> Saddam light. <laughs> It's like oh, in Mexico, dude. all they call Diet Pepsi, Pepsi Light. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Peter. Thank you. Um, but no, he kind of reminds me of Saddam Hussein because Saddam Hussein did some some things like this. But he was he was really violent. But he yeah. he waited till he had full control. That's what all these people do is they wait till they have full control, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it becomes like totalitarian, and it's like right. then you don't get to ever say anything, or you're killed, or bit beat, uh, whipped, you know, and Saddam's sons, Uday and Kusei, uh, they would kill and, and do whatever. They were just wicked people. I'm glad they're dead. I'm glad that Saddam Hussein's sons are dead. They were horrible people. That mm. he was a horrible man, too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, moral of the story is, let's not go to the Middle East. Let's just stay, unless you want to visit Israel. I feel like that's nice. Uh, I'm good on everything. I even feel sketch about going to Israel. I don't know. You feel worried about Israel? Not really. Like it's just like there's always so much like crap going on between Israel and Gaza and like Israel and Palestine and yeah, it's just like I don't know. I don't even want to mess with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, part of the reason I picked this topic um, is that I noticed on Spotify. I try to go after things that nobody's ever talked about. I noticed there's no podcast I've found that had gone to Jeannie Wilder or Rudolf Holst. So there's a lot of stories waiting to be told mm-hmm. out there. You just have to dig. That's why I try not to cover like the same ground everybody's already covered. Like what what am I gonna teach you that some better show probably can't teach you? You know, like there there's a lot of shows that they're really good and they've been doing this for years. Right. Um, right. But yeah, no, I do think that uh, it's something to think about and um, I think that, like I said, reading this book has taught me to be like really grateful mm. <laughs> that we have freedom of the press in America. 
Right. So, yeah, it's kind of scary, but just yeah. be glad that we don't live in that area. I actually wanted to visit Saudi Arabia before I read this book, and now I, I mean, <laughs> I did. I wanted to visit Saudi Arabia. I probably could. I mean, I'm an American. You know, I probably could uh, and be just fine. There are people that were vocally cri- criticizing MBS. It's just that mm. before, it's just that, you know, when he started coming to power more and more and more, and then he becomes like, you know, commander of intelligence for the whole country, and he basically just sets himself up. Um, he wasn't as powerful back in the early stages, but now he's pretty much the king of Saudi Arabia. Sure. MBS is running the country. Let's just be honest. Like, it's not yeah. his dad. Um, he's doing it. So, right. um, but yeah, I, I wanted to it. visit Saudi Arabia. It looks, it looks beautiful in pictures, but now I don't know if I'd go now because, right. I mean, I don't know. What, what is more dangerous, Saudi Arabia or China? Um, that's a good question. Probably for Americans, China is more dangerous because I think yeah. people who do mission trips there will like not comment on that they went to China. Yeah. They'll say, you'll ask them and then they'll be like... Maybe you shouldn't say. Okay. <laughs> well, I won't, I won't name names, okay. but I'm just saying like people will be like, you'll, you'll occasionally ask someone yeah. like, where did oh. you go on your mission trip? And then they're like, uh, I can't say to protect the safety of the people. And yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, anyway, just, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. No, I mean, I remember like in church, uh, they would use like code words and stuff. I mean, North Korea is probably one of the worst. Yeah. But there's a lot of these countries out there. There's always going to be some dictator that's out there. There's, it never right. changes. And the, th- the thing is, like, we need to be. We need to go ahead and be thankful that we have the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence and all these things. And we need to go ahead and read as Americans. If anybody is ever picking this up that's an American, I challenge you to try to read maybe a book every three months. Because you will be so much smarter about the world. Or listen to a podcast, for Pete's sake. Like, you know, shut the TV off. I know that it's fun. Shut your phone off. I know TikTok is fun. Basically, by the way... (laughs) By the way, I don't know if you saw, but TikTok is on its way to being banned by, no. the, by, the, by the United States because it's basically Chinese spyware. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. There goes all of our subscribers. All right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Americans are foolish because we don't study. We don't go ahead and read. We don't check out these things. And mm-hmm. our freedoms can get yanked out from underneath us before we even know what happened. All it would take would be somebody to somehow get over the checks and balances of the current system we have. And that's why it's so hard to do that because we have checks and balances. You know, we have those three. We have the, what is the judicial system, the legislative legislative system, and the executive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it's different. Whereas here in Saudi Arabia, you just have a monarchy. And he controls everything. Right. And it's, it's scary. But, yeah, um, I would say this is a great book to read if you want to learn more about Saudi Arabia and you want to learn more about what's going to happen. I think this person will be somebody that we need to watch in the next 10 to 15 years because mm. um, he's not that old. And mm-hmm. I do think that we're going to see some stuff from them that's not good in mm. Saudi Arabia. So Believe it. Yeah. And if you're listening to us from one of those countries, uh, I will say... Thank you for listening, and I do hope that you're not in trouble for listening to our podcast. Uh, You know, just keep in mind that uh, we live in a very free country when it comes to freedom of the press, 
and you may not live in as free of a country, but the best you can do is to either change the country you're in or to leave and find someplace better. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why I, I have no fault, or I don't find a lot of fault with, say, immigrants coming to this country, because that's what this country is built on. That's another thing, by the way, that I really think that we don't realize in America. You hear Americans say, "Them dad got immigrants; they took our jobs," you know. And the it's truth is, crap. the truth is that immigrants actually built this country. Um, yeah, and they take the jobs that no one else will take. Yeah, generally speaking. Yeah, uh, they do, <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah, are there bad things about immigrants? Yes, there's bad things about everybody, but I mean, <laughs> right. there, there are there are bad right. things about everybody. But it's but just not proportionally more with immigrants into the U.S. than with regular U.S. citizens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because go down to Florida. Yeah, I was just gonna say, <laughs> look at Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ron DeSantis wants to turn. He said he wants Florida to be like all of America. So he oh wants one God. big Florida. I can't wait for that. I can't wait to walk down the street with my shotgun and just shoot anybody. Yeah, I can't wait for some of the news stories that yeah. come out of Florida to happen in, in North Dakota. Man, that'll be good. You could attach a plow to the front of your uh, minivan. So whenever whenever you need to get through a crowd, just shove people out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, I can't wait because I can install a gun turret on my Civic, and if, <laughs> if anybody is ever threatening me when I'm driving for Uber, I can just you know blast them. Yeah, yeah. it would be like a cow catcher on a yeah. on a train. It'll be like on Mad, my on my it'll van. Be, it'll be like Mad Max in North Dakota. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the um, that's the end of our. Uh, our uh, podcast on MBS. If you liked it, please like our podcast. Please review. Please share uh, with your friends and family. And uh, really appreciate all of our listeners. We just got another another one from Austria, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we had Kuwait, Israel, of course Saudi Arabia. I'm sure they're listening to us a lot right now. <laughs> and let me just say, we love Mohammed bin Salman. Okay, I've got a shirt on with his face on it uh let's be unequivocal yeah yeah i love mbs i'm gonna name my child that so (laughs) mbs mbs keeler yeah yeah exactly oh good now they know my last name oh my god (laughs) i'm sorry you can edit that out no it's okay peter that's all right okay i'm I'm ready to die i thought we've already said our last names on here before we have actually okay i'm ready to die for my country i'm ready to die for this podcast Oh, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, that's all I got. Yeah, this has been an interesting ride yeah. through Saudi history. Well, let me just say, the House of Saud. The House of Saud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me just say, as I always do, live your life. Live your life. <laughs> live your life. That if your brother tries to imprison you or kill you, that you're just happy to be alive. Okay. Live your life. <laughs> Live your life. You know, if you're, hey, next time you're thinking about taking over your country and killing journalists and imprisoning hundreds of others, don't. Maybe just don't do that next time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't do that. So, yeah, maybe think yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. You know, just uh, don't do that. Maybe if they could be known for something else. Yeah. Like uh, churro capital of the world or something in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> right. Right. Or Harley capital of oh, the world yeah. outside of, US, of yeah. the U.S. in Sturgis. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. 
Next time, instead of killing people and imprisoning others, just go ride a Harley. <laughs> so this podcast was brought to you by Harley Davidson. So, <laughs> and by Bud, Bud Light. <laughs> by Bud Light, yeah. The unofficial sponsor of the Islamic world, Bud Light. <laughs> Now with non-alcoholic Bud Light. They have to have it non-alcoholic. Right, right. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Maybe. Maybe we won't see you next week. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe our time is short. (laughs) (laughs)